Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. Scout Sobel, and welcome to the Emotional Entrepreneur Podcast, the podcast where we talk business strategy while also vulnerably connecting on emotional resilience. As the CEO and founder of Scouts Agency, a female-focused agency where we get women as guests on podcasts, and someone who has suffered from, managed, and lived with bipolar disorder, the intersection of mental health and entrepreneurship is where I find my success. If you are here, it is because you are ready to feel safe in your emotions so that you can live your life of purpose. Let's get into the inspiration, shall we? Welcome to 2022. Happy, happy new year. It is a bittersweet moment for me entering this new year, entering 2022, since I think I've made it quite known that 2021 was my fucking year. I feel sad to let go of 2021. I feel grief or at least a little bit of apprehension walking into 2022 because there's a part of me that can't exactly comprehend how life can get better, how things can get more expansive. And yet I know in my gut that that is my rational mind speaking. And that even if 2022 dips or it plateaus or it builds up, there is so much more expansion available for myself and for you. And there's no need to necessarily rank years or compare one to the other. Very similar to our healing patterns, our lives tend to happen cyclically. They tend to happen in phases. They are not linear. And so while I stand here and say goodbye to 2021 and thank it for the incredible gifts that it bared, my book, growing my agency, opening up an office, an insane level of spiritual and personal development work, I am looking 2022, 2022, oi, 2022, in the face, and there's a part of me that can't grasp what she's going to look like. And I suppose every year it's a complete leap into the unknown. Every day is a complete leap into the unknown. But as I sit here and I reflect, as I reflect on this transition between 2021 and 2022, there's something that is calling me to 
not necessarily predict my theme or set an intention for this year. However, I I did set an intention, which is that I'm going to trust my desires more and leap after my desires. That is what I want 2022 to be about. It is going to be, or it is going to be, actually I can proclaim it. It is going to be a year where I am drenched in my desires and yet those desires have not completely and fully revealed themselves to me. I am someone who has big goals and yet my sight is usually only three to six months ahead. I have difficulty making the five-year plan, the three-year plan, the 10-year plan because I evolve and I shift so quickly that making such long-term plans doesn't really super feel in alignment. I have major, major dreams, but seeing past, really even seeing past five months, that's kind of where my foresight into the future ends, feels like a stretch. So I can so obviously, in hindsight, see 2021 for what it was. I can wrap it up into a beautiful, beautiful gift with a beautiful, beautiful bow and can contextualize it and summarize it because I have just lived it. Whereas 2022 feels as if I'm not quite sure how much more there is for me to create after I've kind of listed the things that happened to me last year. And yet I know that because we live in an abundant, limitless world, the possibilities for the rest of my life for this year are so probably beyond what I can conceptualize and think of in this moment. So while my intention for 2022 is to follow and trust my desires, whatever those may be, I feel as if there's a little bit of a flirtation there, asking life and God to show me what I desire and then answering the call and following it, not necessarily planning what all of those desires are, although I am guilty of knowing what my next project is going to be. I decided that I was going to really, really focus on the things that I'm going to release in 2022, the things that I'm going to keep in 2021, leave in the past, leave as past habits, and the things that I'm going to shed. I felt as if this was a really, really beautiful way to visualize myself walking into 2022 with less baggage, with less less toxicity, with less trauma, with less pain. And in this releasing and in this revealing of what doesn't serve me anymore, I will be lighter and freer to allow things that I desire and to allow things that are going to move my mission and purpose forward with the emotional entrepreneur movement and my work as the CEO and founder of Scouts Agency. Those things will have space to soar and fly even more. Because when we carry around energy that bogs us down or that puts a burden on our shoulders or holds our heart heavy or keeps us in a negative thought pattern or a toxic toxic action pattern, we limit the space for goodness to come in. So today, in order to ring 2022 in the right way, I'm going to list three things that I will be releasing this year. Number one is my people-pleasing tendencies. In 2021, it became quite apparent to me that I have an extremely major and toxic relationship to people-pleasing. I've always known this about myself. I remember being quite young and 
I was in the grocery store on a Sunday and my grandma had texted me and we were planning to meet up for lunch that week. And suddenly it dawned on me that that morning I had booked out my entire week by just saying yes to everybody who wanted my time and energy that week. And I had a complete panic attack in the grocery store because I recognized and realized that my schedule that week was not my own. My schedule that week was other people coming in and placing themselves within my life without me or without me giving myself a moment of consideration for what I wanted. I remember the first time I said no in a really, really major way. My parents had just gotten divorced and my mom was taking me and my sister on a trip to Paris and going to France had been one of my childhood dreams. I had this beautiful French coffee table book of French interiors that I would look at every single day and dream of going to Paris. But at that time, my emotional health, my mental health, as well as my relationship within my family was not at its highest due to the divorce. And so I knew that if I were to go on this trip, I would be riddled with anxiety and not able to fully, fully be present and soak in the magic and the blessing and the experience of Paris. And so a couple days before the trip, I told my mom that I wasn't going to go. I remember that when I said no, it felt like a completely unfamiliar, different experience. And so while I have past memories of being codependent on others, I was codependent on my mom in high school, and then I felt codependent on my dad post the divorce, I have known that this is a trait within me. And yet as I started to ramp up Scout's agency and as my business grew and the things that I wanted to do started filling up my calendar and I was excited about my life, I saw that I would get the most out of alignment, the most drained of energy, the most burnt out when I was saying yes to things that I didn't necessarily want to go to just to please the people I love and the people around me. I remember crying in my car because I had booked out so many fucking social events within a two-week period to, yes, see the people that I love, my friends, my family, but that the amount of social engagements in my calendar tipped me over the stress load and took me away from the goal of launching my book, The Emotional Entrepreneur. I remember voice noting my coach just crying and saying, and I know this sounds dramatic, but this is how it feels. I said, I feel like a whore And that instead of having sex with whoever wants to have sex with me, I give away my energy to whoever wants it. And it was in that sentence and in that metaphor that I was able to fully embody and understand what I was doing. I was not valuing my energy. I was not valuing what I want for my life. I was not valuing what makes me my highest self. I was not putting my goals and my dreams and even my relationship with my husband first. I was allowing anyone to text me, anyone to call me and make plans with me, whether I really wanted to or not, whether I had the energy to or not. And it is something that has sincerely plagued me. It goes beyond just making plans with people because I know that sounds ridiculous. Like, oh, but so many people love you is the response I get. And I have trained and conditioned those around me to believe that I am available for them at any given moment. 
that is not placing a boundary on me and my energy. That is allowing an open gate and an open door policy into my space, into my aura, into my energy at any given time. Therefore, when I do that, it inhibits and it prohibits me from feeling good, feeling aligned, feeling energized, feeling creative, feeling as if I'm chipping away at my dreams. My people-pleasing tendencies have shown up in so many other ways. When someone I love is in pain or uncomfortable or going through a challenging time, I want to do whatever I can to fix the situation so that they don't have to feel that way. It has taken me a really long time to learn that that is an extremely selfish thing to do. When someone I love is going through a challenge, I want it to go away so that, not so that they can feel better, but that's so I can feel better because I feel unsafe when others feel unsafe in their emotions. And so therefore, me trying to swoop in and save my sister or my friend or my parent is really a selfish way to make me feel better. When I rob others of the challenges and the pain and the rock bottoms of their life, I rob them of the gifts and the beauty that come from those moments. And so I've had to have a really, really internal self-aware practice that when someone I love is going through something challenging and I feel the need to swoop in, I have to take a step back and pause and ask myself why their human experience makes me feel so uncomfortable. I have to practice what I preach. I have to utilize the theory and the belief system that I have that through pain is beauty and give others around me the opportunity to go through such a process. I believe that every single time if I could go back to my mental breakdowns, to my crying fits, to my burnout moments, to my most stressful times in 2021, they all stemmed from the fact that I was making decisions that were rooted in people-pleasing versus rooted in what I wanted to do. And so I am leaving the immediate yes behind In 2022, if someone asks me to do something, go to dinner, grab coffee, jump on a call, I am going to give myself the gift of a pause. I'm not going to immediately react and respond. And I'm going to think about if, one, I'm available for this at this moment, two, if it will fill up my cup or drain it, and three, if it's something that will move my life forward, whether that's making me feel loved, whether that's making me feel supported, whether that's giving me a break with some social time. I think the ability or the habit of pausing before saying yes for me is something that I'm definitely going to be implementing in 2022, along with really strict boundaries about what my social life looks like. I have come to realize that I'm someone who needs massive amounts of alone time. And unfortunately, between my job and my relationship with my husband, alone time then enters the picture and my time outside of those three things are quite limited and that's something that I really am okay with. I have to do the things that fill my cup up. So my people-pleasing tendencies, I am going to be releasing them, setting boundaries and taking control over my time. I'm going to decide who comes in and who comes out of my life. And I'm going to decide who deserves my energy and attention that is undivided, mindful, and present when I'm able to give it. The second thing I am releasing in 2022 is worrying about the judgment of others and how people perceive me. 
I know that we all suffer from this. I know that we go to a party and we say things and then we leave and we literally beat ourselves up and wonder if we sounded stupid or ignorant or if we came off the wrong way when our intentions were really good. As a content creator who has lived through 2020 and 2021, through cancel culture, through the polarization of the political landscape, through the pandemic, there has been a new way that we show up online, one that is entrenched in fear and judgment of others accusing us of things that are not deeply rooted in our heart. There is a lot of judgment online and people are outwardly expressing it in comments anonymously behind their computer screens. And while my platform is on a small scale compared to so many other content creators and people on the internet, I can promise you that the fear is felt and it stings. It has seeped into my personal IRL in real life. I have been with new friends, coworkers, people who work for me at Scouts Agency and have started to notice, oh no, do they think I'm this? Do they think I'm that? Do they have a judgment of me based upon this? I feel this inherent need to come across as perfect to everybody, to be loved by everybody, to be considered a good person by anybody. And the work that goes into appearing perfect and lovable and insightful and supportive by every single person in my life and on the internet is an exhaustive mission. And it leads to failure because there is no way everybody will like what I do and like what I say and agree with who I am and the choices that I make. And feeling the wrath of the mob of the internet and of our society and the polarization is heavy and it doesn't make for me expressing my true aligned self. I need to let go of other people's perceptions of me. It has been said before, there is an amazing quote that says, what you think of me is none of my business. Many times what we think of others is usually a projection of our own insecurities and our own human life experiences. And so while I strive to show up in this podcast, within my work meetings, on Zoom, wherever it might be, in the highest of integrity, I also am going to let go of this need to be perfect and allow my human flaws and messiness to come to the surface. I will always own my mistakes, but I am not afraid to make them. Or at least I'm going to try to not be afraid to make them in 2022. I am releasing the judgment that I hold on myself. I am releasing the expectation of perfectionism that I put on myself. And I am allowing those who love me and support me or at least jive with my message and whose content that I support, I will allow those people to be the strongest people around me. So in 2022, I am releasing A, the judgment and expectation I put on myself to be perfect, B, worrying about the judgment of others and how others perceive me, and C, allowing myself to be human, to make mistakes, and to be messy. The third thing I am releasing in 2022 is fear. A couple episodes ago, I talked about the difference between an abundant mindset and a scarcity mindset. And as I develop my spiritual practice even further, go even deeper, I have really, really noticed that anytime I act out of fear, the ego is taking the wheel and my life constricts. 
Scarcity does present itself. The opportunities cave in. When I am in a state of fear, my life does not open before me. In my book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, I have a whole lesson around fear. It's lesson number three, and it's called Fear is the Silent Killer. In there, I write, fear drains, envelopes, and suffocates. It changes the trajectory of your future. It swallows ideas whole. It paralyzes our purposeful action, and it silently, yet somehow, with such rational justification, kills our dreams. I spent a lot of 2021 in fear because I was pushing myself so out of my comfort zone with scaling my business and launching my book. I feel as if it was a necessary part of my journey last year because I was stretching that muscle. I was strengthening the intuitive muscle, the trust muscle, and therefore I had to move through fear. But I have seen time and time again that when I get into a fearful state of mind, I constrict, my life constricts, my opportunities constrict. And when I align myself within the energy of love and trust, my life opens up. And so as I have really worked that muscle to, you know, the nth degree, stronger than I've ever worked it before, I feel as if I can release a lot of the fear and the worry that comes with following my dreams, that comes with taking risks, that comes with trusting and following your desires. So in 2022, I will be releasing the fear of following my dreams. So for a quick recap of what I'm going to be releasing in 2022, the first are my people-pleasing tendencies so that I can align my energy with what fulfills me. The second is worrying about the judgment of others as well as placing an extreme judgment of perfectionism among myself. And the third is letting go of the fear part of following my dreams. If this resonates with you, I invite you to write three things that you're going to be releasing as you enter 2022. What are the things that no longer serve you? What are the habits, the mindset, the thought patterns that no longer serve you? And if you do do this exercise, I would love it if you would share on your Instagram story, tag me, tag this podcast at Emotional Entrepreneur, or take a screenshot of this episode and tag it to your stories, letting me know you will also be thinking about the three things that you are going to be releasing as we enter into 2022. I think that so often we create goals and we create resolutions and we create intentions and yet we forget that we also get to detox and release the things that keep us from those goals and dreams. So that is exactly what I am doing today. That is exactly what I'm doing as I'm entering 2022. And since I have just proudly proclaimed these three things on my podcast, I get to be held accountable by all of you. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful introduction to 2022. I hope you know that you are safe in your emotions. And I hope you know that in this year, you get to trust and follow your desires. I hope this episode has landed with you in the perfect timing that you need it. I hope that it gives you the courage to chase after your dreams and purpose. If you are so willing, I would be honored if you would text this episode to a friend, if you would rate the podcast five stars and write a review, and follow me on Instagram at Scout Sobel. Over there, you can find links to sign up for my newsletter, which is also in the show notes, and get involved in all of my offerings, 
from Scouts Agency to OKSIS podcast to this podcast. If you're looking for a deeper dive of my work, you can find my debut book, The Emotional Entrepreneur on Amazon. I am so appreciative you are here and I will see you on the next episode.